It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. It's awesome to have you all out there listening, as it is every single episode. And I'm really pleased you've come back this time to listen to the second part of my interview with Giorgio. So I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. I'd like to welcome you to our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, the number one inventory software. It's a series which hopefully as you're listening to part two, you've heard at least one of our episodes so far, a series of shows to bring you lots of ideas and thoughts on how to take it to the next level in 2017. A great thanks from me goes out to our sponsor Vico for enabling us to double up this month. And Vico is the number one inventory software that allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. You can try Vico for free right now by heading over to info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Now, Vico is a solution designed to help with just the challenges Giorgio is outlining. As the Shopify reviewer Ruffs puts it, Vico has catapulted my dispatching process from unprofessional to what you would expect from a large retailer. I could go on for hours about how much time and effort Vico has saved me and how many of us would quite like the idea of a tool that can save us a couple of hours every day. Well, this interview is all about making your business do just that to make it run more smoothly. And we're going to see how one e-commerce business, Giorgio's business, is in the process of systematising the whole operation. The interview lasted nearly an hour, which is why I've split it into these two shows. Both are available right now. So if you haven't already listened to part A, go back and do that first, because then this section will make so much more sense. You are listening to part B right now, in which Giorgio is going to be explaining how he's been changing things for the better, employing a new team, building new systems, and what that's going to enable him to achieve in the future. So, Giorgio, what was the second thing that happened then, after you found Kate's podcast, Kate's Take? Yeah, the second thing that happened, actually, after season two finished, after I got it all down, I thought, okay, I need to do this, but I just don't know how yet. And it's so overwhelming. And I got stuck on that idea. And then, like the stars aligned or something, I don't know. <laughs> but I needed another nudge. Well, maybe a kick, um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, and then a supplier came along. One of my suppliers to my business products that I, uh, mm-hmm. he supplied to me, he actually, um, uh, we talked about on the phone with each other and little chit chat. And then he was telling me that he was very busy at the moment systematizing his business because he now had a team of 35 people. Um, but he was still doing way too much work himself. Uh, and personally, he said he was very overtaxed, still putting in s- such long hours, uh, actually very not very able to lead his team very effectively. And that was really an eye-opener for me. Like, okay, I can get my team, uh, I can get people to help me, but somehow this is not the entire like answer to the problem. Mm-hmm. If he has help of 35 and still is overwhelmed, like yeah. clearly you need to do something else except just getting a team. And he told me very passionately about the book that he read. It's called Emit Revisited by Michael Gerber. A fantastic I, book. Yes, it really is. And uh, he said it really changed his way of thinking. And he highly recommended it to me when I told him about my overwhelm and how busy I was. So I downloaded 
the audiobook, uh, and I listened to it in my car. Um, and I must honestly admit, at, at a certain point, I actually started crying uh, because just so much I recognized what was being said, uh, and it wasn't all the good stuff. Uh, and I realized I um, was working in my business because that's one of the bigger topics in the book, um, that I really was working in my business and I was not working on my business. And that's a very essential difference. Huge difference. Uh, Yes, and because I just let it have, let it slip into working in my business, I lost really grip on everything from the business to my life, and it ended up like the business was running me. If you're working seven days a week, all those hours, it really is running you, uh, and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, just have, reading the book took that all in, combined with all the practical tips Kate's provided me in her podcast in season two, really propelled me into taking uh, into taking action, really. So then the most the next question I want to ask you, which I think fits in quite nicely, Giorgio, is how did you go about it? What were the kind of the key things you started off doing to change things after you'd taken Sundays off? <laughs> the first thing that I started doing was making a, a list, just an inventory of all the tasks that I did in my business and all the things I was busy with. And I split those two things. I split I made one list of tasks that were repetitive that I had to do more than once and I even um, make the list even more detailed uh, in groups like daily tasks weekly tasks monthly tasks etc and I made a list of one-time task projects Um, so I'm I'm guessing this isn't a list of how to this is just no print off the orders yes exactly it was talk to the courier (laughs) those sorts of (laughs) things exactly okay yes it was an exercise for me to get a sense of actually what things, everything that I repeated and did more than once was actually like uh, a potential um, task that I could outsource um, to my team and get it off my plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the one-time task, it allowed me to prioritize because I was doing like everything at once and spent on every single thing an hour and I really didn't get anything finished. So that was the first step. Um, and the second step actually um, that I took after that was uh, after I prioritized that, that list, like, okay, there's so many things, you can't change in one day. What's the first thing that needs to be changed? And that can be different from di- for different people. For me, it was a thing that took either the most time or it took the most energy. So things that I really was not looking forward to, even if it was quick, mm-hmm. like, for example, reading my reviews, I always get very... Um, taken down um, in my spirits if I read a bad review. So it only takes five minutes, but it really was a life changer when I let somebody else read it first and then digest it <laughs> for me and gave it to me at a more appropriate time when I actually uh, already did um, some important stuff. So, uh, yeah. So you were, so you were doing like, a fair amount of energy management as well then, not just time management. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Very important, especially for me, because I'm just very, I can just be um, taken off track very easily. So it's very important for me to, to, to realize, okay, um, when do I have the most f- focus? For example, for me, it's very early morning, something I realized. So nowadays I get up at 5 a.m., um, start at 6, uh, and it works brilliantly because now at 4, I go home. Uh, so it's not the crazy day anymore because <laughs> I did, I do in those six in, the, in that time frame from 6 to 10, especially 6 to 8, I do so much uh, that, I actually, that I do, I think, the same amount than I spend all night um, when I was already tired. 
uh, so had, as we've yeah. dripped into what you're working now, and we've already said you were doing about 14 hours a day, seven days a week, roughly speaking. Yes. So what are you doing now? You're doing six, six through till four. Is that just Monday to Friday? Have you got it down to five days? No, no, it's <sighs> still six. No, it's still six. Uh, no, but I think I can move to five very quickly now when, when my new team member is um, he's being able when he's able to do his own thing without mm-hmm. my assistance. I think I can move very quickly to five. Although I am a workaholic as well, so I may find <laughs> it difficult if I find something new to work on, and but, I already did. So, but <laughs> yeah. at least then it's a choice, isn't it? It's like right: is it worthwhile my working Saturday? Will it help me grow my business? Will it create something new? It's not a I have to work Saturday or the bills aren't going to be paid. And there's a massive difference between those two. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it wasn't a choice. And now I'm getting to the point that it is. So yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, and again, it's also a learning curve. I mean, you have a certain personality. Um, and I am one that always wants to do more, 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 more. So it's also still a learning curve for me. Like, okay, you know, you need to put your limits in place and just say, okay, that's it. Um, <laughs> but <it's> something else. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so what I do now different, um, and also a tip I want to give to everybody listening, especially if your business is still very small, to really start building your systems immediately. And what I mean by that is not only taking inventory of what you have to do in your business, but also writing every single task in your business, You're doing more than once, writing it down in steps. Uh, even if it's just you and you think, well, why it's so small, there's no need to do that. Um, I got all the time in the world. Um, I don't need that. If you do it now, at the moment that you actually start to get busy, uh, you're very happy you got that in place. So when you start hiring your team, you you have things there that you can give them. And you don't get into the situation that you've actually just mentioned before. Uh, like you got your team, but they're still bugging you every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you don't just know how to fill their day. And your day was already full and just became fuller because they now, well, between quotes annoy you so, uh, <laughs> so, which is your own fault. so all uh, those with, all those how to's you you create where do you keep them do you put them in a google doc do you put them in a word document is it scraps of paper littered around the floor of the warehouse hopefully not um what what's <laughs> what's the tool you're using to keep all of those in i tried a few different things i spent quite a bit of time researching this uh, reading productivity blogs things like that there are many different ways of doing it, and it really comes down to like your personality, how you prefer to work. The, the way I like to do it is that I use Trello, which mm-hmm. is a, a task manager like Asana and, and others. Trello is very visual with cards. Um, and how I use it, I make cards uh, for every single task, um, and uh, you can give rights to which per- people can access it and who cannot. Uh, so I can say, okay, this person needs to do those tasks and I will grant them access, right? They can click on it and from the Trello card, they're linked to a Google Doc. I really like to put everything in Google Drive, like the actual documents, because it's so easy to share them. Um, so I, put, I, I write it out in Google Docs. Uh, and I also record every single task on the computer with screen capture software i use screenflow it's only for mac available but i know for pc there are other options i think camtasia is one of them camtasia is great we're actually recording this podcast right now using camtasia 
Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's an awesome combination because now I can give people the video plus the written instruction. And the first time I'm there to give a little bit extra guidance if needed, but the second time they do this new task, they can just watch the video again if they don't remember a step and they don't need my personal involvement. So they don't need to come in and say, hey, can you please help me? I don't know how this was done. They can just look at the video and then like, oh yeah, that's the way. And where are you hosting these videos, Jojo? Um, I'm hosting the videos on Vimeo. I really like Vimeo because you can really um, give the access rights. You can really grain that. It's very detailed. And I also like the platform and the way it's operating. So, yeah, there, so I use Trello as a starting block, then have all the written instructions in Google Doc with a link to the video to Vimeo that are only accessible for the people that need it. And... Um, yeah, together, and I have a checklist. So I have the instruction and I have a checklist. So the condensed version. And that combination seems to work very well because the checklist people actually print and I let them laminate them with a laminating machine and they can actually, with a white board marker, they can check everything off that they did. Just wipe it clean and use it again the next time until this task is part of their system and they don't need it anymore. Uh, but it's really helpful in the beginning and it saves so many repeat questions <laughs> when I just explain a task by showing them and then like a week later they were like uh, I remember something like this but um, yeah that really seems to work very well for us okay brilliant and um, I, I know you've got a few kind of productivity hacks you wanted to share with the listeners are there any we haven't yet covered well I think one very important thing before you start writing everything down that I didn't mention yet but I think it's very important something I learned from Kate is that you have to ask yourself four questions, very important questions, because otherwise you're going to write down and spend a lot of time on very inefficient things. Uh, so the first questions I always ask myself now before I start writing a procedure down is, is this actually redundant? Just by pausing, even if it's just five minutes, and think about it, you often discover inefficiencies in the process you're doing it, like doing things double or things that really don't make any difference if you don't do them at all. It's just because you want to be have everything perfect, at least I want to. Yeah. Uh, I do them, but it's really not necessary, and you still get the same results. So that's a, in, in the questions I now always ask for every single task that I do. Is the way I'm doing it actually the most efficient one? Um, and if not, I skip them. For the tasks that remain, I now ask myself, can I automate those? Uh, there's so many tools at the moment <laughs> available to you. We You have them in your show every every episode you ask them mm -hmm. to people there's so many things you can do and i just want to say to people fall in love with them and really don't be afraid to use them and also don't be afraid to pay for them many are paid but many are not very expensive and it's in the end all about economics i mean if it saves you more time than it costs it's very worthwhile and if you still got are not busy enough so it's not worthwhile at least you know about it and write it down and you do your research if it's going to help your business in the future so when you do get busy, busy and you don't have time for all the research, like I learned, um, mm -hmm. you already got your list and uh, you can, when the overwhelm sets in, you can just act very swiftly and implement it. So when I skipped the redundant, when I automated, I can automate. Um, the task of remain, I ask myself the question, can I outsource it? And this is actually a question I don't take lightly. Uh, at the beginning, I'm a bit like, Half of the tests go more. I said, oh, I can't outsource it. Oh, I can't outsource it. But then I, <laughs> right? Because yeah, we like as entrepreneurs who think we are like a superman. Um, 
but it's not really true. Other people are usually much better at them. Um, so I ask the question again. And if I really keep saying no, I try to split it up and see if there are parts of the task that I can outsource. For example, for me and many e-commerce stores, I, I can imagine uh, adding new products to your store. I mean, for me, writing product text is something that differentiates me from my competition because they don't have any product text. Uh, and I have such a close tie with the, with the United States. I know so much about the culture, about the products, about why people love them so much. Um, so I share that information. And that's something I think I need to do personally. But that doesn't mean that I cannot get any help with entering product titles, images, barcodes, related products, etc., and shave like five to 10 minutes of the product listing by outsourcing mm -hmm. that part. So you can really split it up. And uh, again, the same tip as with the automation. If you have no team, it's still a great thing. Actually, my uh, it's how I what I believe is to still take inventory about what you could potentially outsource in the future. So when you do get busy again, you add people to your team. You got tasks that you know about that you can give to them. Makes life a lot easier. And then finally, with the tasks that do remain, um, I now try to batch everything that I can. So, and with batching, I mean. My staff, my team members, they have time slots when they can interrupt me. I mean, before they were asking me, hey, we can't find this product. Where is it? Hey, oh, we knew you placed this somewhere yesterday. Where is it? <laughs> All those little tiny questions you really do not need uh, to ask at that certain time. So I, I bet them. And they really, and I'm serious about that. And they know uh, if they come in, my headphones is in. It's not that time. They know they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Yes. Uh, another thing is like customer service request. I don't open any customer service things before 10 a.m. It's just a rule that I live by. I mean, I won't open my email. I won't open WhatsApp, anything else. Um, 10 a.m. is the first time I do that. So I got this nice, uh, like peaceful time that I don't know what's wrong in the world. And uh, <laughs> I can just work on the things that are important to me. So just, um, I just want to recap yeah. before we uh, before we move into the top tips, what those four questions were, just to make sure I've got them down. And the first sure. one was, is this task redundant? Does it need to be done? The second was, can I automate this task? The third one was, can I outsource it so get someone else to do it? Um, and as you were saying across both of those, even if you can't afford to to do either of them now, make a note of the fact you could in the future and where you might outsource or automate it to. And then the fourth, fourth question was batch it all. So um, try and do similar tasks at similar times, as, which includes making sure that your team are using using your time efficiently as well. Have I got it all right. there, Jojo? You did. It's quite a bit sort of that's, that's the essence, absolutely. And if you're doing this, if you actually go through those steps, make your processes very efficient and then write them down you're actually changing it all from a business that's existing only in your head to something that's on to paper and that can essentially run potentially in the future to live on its own without without yourself and i think that's a major difference and not to be confused like that i am no part of the business uh because i am but i think i can, but i can add so much more value if i I'm able to outsource all the uh, practical day-to-day -day operational stuff and actually focus on providing value um, for our customers and find more customers and um, make the business more profitable by offering the best value uh, to our customers uh, and also like creating a team um, that can make the idea come to life 
day after day, even if I get sick or if I'm on holiday or, you know, if I'm working on those other important things. So it's not like the, the exercise is not about um, trying to get like the freedom in the sense like the four hour work week, like I'm not working any hours, but I make all the money. It's just that you, yeah, are able to change focus again to what's really important to to grow your little baby to to something more uh, grown up. Yeah. So, Georgia, the, you've you've given us so many tips there that I, I think you know maybe we might be thinking you've reached the end of the journey. But I know from my own personal experience, this this is a journey that never ends, and that you slip a bit down the mountain, and then you realise, oh my gosh, I should have I used to outsource that. It used to be so much easier. Why on earth am I doing it myself again? Why have I stopped doing that? So, how are you managing to keep yourself on track as you continue making these improvements? It's very true what you're saying and it maybe does sound like I found the perfect way and it's far from it to be honest it's really a work in progress as you said I mean it's a, really a challenge to break away from your old habits and you also can't pause the operations as it is right now even if it's inefficient it still needs to be done at the moment because that's how you run it so finding the time to write things down change your procedures it really takes trail and error and baby steps, but every single time it works, it feels like a little victory. And for me, that's how I keep it going. Also, something that's very important for me is to realize that I'm a very, it's like learning about yourself. I'm a very impatient person. <laughs> uh, and that in itself gives me a lot of stress because I always feel like nothing is changing and everything goes way too slow for me. And just by prepping for this podcast, I just realized how much has changed already. And I need to be, I really need to be more mindful about that. And a few things that really help me. Uh, Excellent. Keep me on track and keep me uh, mindful uh, is other people and other groups. Um, one of the things I did actually is I joined your mastermind group that you just introduced. Yes, you did. After Christmas. <laughs> yes. It, and I'm really like, I'm liking it to be part of something new. And it really helps me like um, being with other entrepreneurs sharing stories uh it it helps me um uh, expanding my 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 view and also stay in a mindset of optimizing and being next next week you're gonna ask us what we did and uh, name a highlight of the week you do and you always (laughs) mention something like last week i was hardly able to do it and it just doesn't feel nice so you it's just by being part of group is really powerful um, to keep you on track. I also asked um, a business person that I again work with and I have much respect for who has a lot of business experience to be a coach to me. And you're surprised just by asking. People will say yes. Um, and many people like to help. Um, like I like to do this podcast now like when other people help me. Uh, it's nice to give back and just, just ask. And you will find somebody that will keep you accountable accountable at least i found somebody and it's really nice like i get an email like once a week it doesn't have uh, once a month it doesn't really have to be much but just hey last time you said you were going to work on this how are things getting along um or when you are stuck that you get a skype call and give you a pep talk or some practical advice uh, it's really nice to have um also podcast is really important part for me to it listening to your podcast other business and productivity podcasts it keeps you in the mindset um uh, of paying attention to these things. So I can really highly recommend it. Um, And 
I also uh, foul by bringing your personal life in your business to a certain extent because support from home, I think, is for me at least the difference uh, in keeping sane and making it possible. Uh, just being able to empty my mind uh, every uh, every day, just telling the story what happened, it empties my mind, it gives me a little bit of focus. And when I'm wandering into the bright, shiny objects, as you <laughs> talk about quite often, it's very nice to have somebody that hey, no, and pulls you right back to where you have to be. So um, yeah, that's, that, those are a few different things, uh, ways for me to, to stay on track and keep moving step by step. Wow, yet more great pieces of advice. And and I love, I personally am finding it quite amusing that this is, this is our efficiency episode and this is probably the least efficient recording I've managed yet. Although maybe efficient is the wrong word. It's quite a long recording, but I think it's been packed full of value so far and I know there's going to be more value to come. This e-commerce growth series is sponsored by Vico. Vico is the number one inventory software. Vico allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces, such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. You can try Vico for free today at info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Vico is V-E-E-Q-O. So that's info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. It's now time for the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and the listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Yet more tips. So the first top tip is the book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Well, this one is a very easy one for me this time. I mean, we already talked about it, the E-Myth Revisited. Go read it. It's a life changer. Um, and when you actually got the concept down and you believe in it, I, um, sorry, I have to recommend one more. And that is your book, Chloe, your latest book, Customer Persuasion. Uh, you didn't ask me to pitch this at all, but I really want to do so because it's one of the few books that I read multiple times now, actually now starting at my third time. And I use it as a workbook. Um, and um, um, it's just very helpful when you actually find new time to use it wisely. Uh, and now I overuse my time anyway on the books. One more, very quick, <laughs> Essentialism by Craig McEwen, I think. Essentialism, I mean, it was a life changer together with Emit Revisited. Just put it on your audio book, listen in your car, and you will know what I'm talking about. Oh, essentialism so, is one of my favorites. So I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you get away, given they're all kind of on topic. It's all right. Uh, so the traffic top <laughs> tip next, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I want to recommend, again, two, but I'm going to make it really quick, and two that have a very bad rep. First is pop-ups. Um, if, but if you use them mindfully, and I was against it for a very long time, but because of you, again, I implemented it, and it's really made a difference on signups and actually if you do it right you help people that like your business and your product but are not ready to buy yet to stay in touch with you and if you use it again mindfully and wisely it's not an annoying thing it will actually help your customers uh, connect with the things that they're looking for so that's my first tip um, and my second one is remarketing that's something i'm going to do next and something again it can be very annoying i mean we all know the experience you book a hotel somewhere and you see hotels for that city for weeks in a time but i already booked it so what's the point really but it <laughs> happens but i think with remarketing i read a little bit into it now and i think if you use it again mindfully 
uh, you can do very cool things with it, like people shopping, have abandoned shopping carts when they were at work, show them again at a more convenient time when they actually have time for you, or a very subtle nudge to somebody. Um, for example, for me with soda, when it's time to restock, if they buy like 24 cans and you're a month down the road, they probably threw their stock of their 24 cans. So it's a good time to let them know very um, quietly, uh, we're still here and uh, maybe you want new stock. So those are my two um, traffic generation tips. Cool. Then the tool top tip next, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your growing team more efficient from day to day? Can you drill it yes. down to just one? <laughs> We've uh, covered so many. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I will. No, I will. I will. We already have so many tools. Uh, but one that I would like to add to the, to the mm. mix is Hotjar. It's a new one. Uh, that I just started using. It's a very visual, nice tool um, to make uh, to get more insight in visitor behavior on your website. They have a free plan, uh, and I think for most startups, it still is uh, the free plan is still good for me. Um, and I'm just past the, the startup phase, so it's a really nice platform. And if you're going to pay, they're going to offer you so much more. But what it does, it creates heat maps. It creates uh, tiny polls that you can uh, add to your site. Um, so, and funnels, you can put funnels in place like with analytics, but in a more easier and more visual way. So it's for the starter, for not the proficient like me, myself, in analytics, who gets a little bit overwhelmed by all the possibilities. This is a very, very nice tool to actually see what your uh, uh, visitors are doing. Like, are they clicking in places that you never meant to be clicked on? You can change those things to be either clickable or change the layout. Uh, you you can see where people leave and you can uh, find like the pages to optimize first. So uh, a very cool tool, free, very easy to install. I highly recommend it to anybody. Excellent. Then the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? <laughs> With everything I learned so far, I would almost say don't do it. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not true. Just kidding. Uh, but I say this with love. Really think about it very carefully. Um, really have an idea that's unique um, and, um, and makes a difference. Don't copy. Don't think like it gives you freedom or it's a quick way to make money because it isn't. Especially e-commerce. I mean, you have to be found. You're not on a high street with food traffic. Um, and even if you're found, competition is a click away. So you really need to think about it. What's differentiating you? And if you do, and if you have, and make sure you are an entrepreneur, you have an entrepreneurial mindset. Very important. Again, if you're very smart or good at something, it doesn't mean you can do your business. So my, actually the tip would be really think it through. And when you start, uh, or when you tell it through and you think it's a good idea, start. I think that's the major tip. Just start. Do it now. Don't wait for the perfect moment. There will never, never, ever be a perfect <laughs> moment. And even if you just take an hour today to, to write something down and you start it, I mean, it will take you to the next step and the next. And for me personally, I worked full time when I started. Then I cut my hours down to uh, 20 hours. And after that, I was being able to dive into this full time, uh, give, give up my job. And now I'm, uh, I get a team. Um, so, you know, there are steps to it and, uh, don't wait until everything is aligned perfectly. Just get going. 
Excellent. Well, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to the huge number of other things we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 85. Jojo, before we go, before we go, 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 before we say goodbye, um, could you let the listeners know where they can find your business on the web and social media, please? Yes, for everybody listening uh, who's speaking Dutch, you can go to www.shopamerica.nl. That's our major shop. Um, and for our English uh, listening uh, customers, we have www.shopamerica.eu. That's the shop. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest with the handle shopamerica.nl, all written together for Dutch and shopamerica.eu for English. Um, and I would love to hear from you, really, if you find this helpful, if you have tips for me or um, just want to share your story uh, and your journey, um, please reach out. Uh, love to hear from you. Excellent. Well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Master Plan World, again, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 85 or just head over to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Jojo, thank you so much for being on the Ecommerce Master Plan podcast today and for sharing so much of your amazing story with us. I know it's going to be hugely valuable to many people out there listening. I really hope it will be. It was a pleasure uh, sharing this. Uh, I really enjoyed being here today. Thank you. I hope you've listened to both parts of my interview with Giorgio. He shared so much insight into the situation I know a lot of e-commerce business owners find themselves in. So if you haven't yet caught part A, it is available right now. If you're enjoying our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, then please do spread the word to your e-commerce friends, whether it's by social media, email, post, carrier pigeon, I don't really mind, but it would be great to get more people listening so they can experience this great content too. Make sure you personally join in the conversation in the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group, which you can find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. This is the sixth of the 10 episodes in our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico. The seventh will be available later this week and is going to be Matt Warren, who's actually the CEO of Vico. He's going to be sharing his story of how he built his own e-commerce business and how that directly led to the creation of Vico to solve his own problems, but also how he grew that business to the point he was able to sell it. So, and how he went through the sale process as well, of course. So have a great week, everybody. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com. 